my idea is that to see it become, you know, an option for social gathering. It's like, mm. oh, want to do a barbecue? Yeah. We could also do a CFAP. Yeah, let's combine it. Wonderful. So it's, <laughs> so it's going to be a thing that, you know, that everybody, you know, is aware of they can do. And it, it will lead humanity into sort of the next level of consciousness, which is more unity, more embracing. And it will align to a degree where people go, yeah, UFOs are real. These are real. And yes, they're here. And yes, we can connect with them. And yes, we're multidimensional beings. If we've all been conditioned by the popular media and an overarching culture of militarism to fear outsiders or aliens, then how can we move beyond that to begin preparing for actual peaceful and diplomatic contact with extraterrestrials? That's one of the things that Linda Lubeck and I discuss in this episode. Linda runs CE5 Copenhagen, an organization in Denmark that organizes fieldwork opportunities for close encounters of the fifth kind, or CE5. That means peaceful, human-initiated contact with extraterrestrials, which can be done using some simple protocols that anyone can do. In today's episode, we'll be getting into the interdimensional aspects of contact, self-care as preparation for CE5, the power of intention and non-local consciousness, and some of our own experiences making contact in the Danish countryside. All right, let's jump into our conversation. There's some real strong connections that can be built through this work, isn't it? Um, yeah. Where like you actually build a, a relationship um, and it's like you can connect instantly. Um, and the more you're meditating and the more you're like kind of lifting yourself up into that higher consciousness space, you can kind of tune in very easily. Like you're, like you're calling them on a, on a mobile phone or something. Do you, do you have any, any kind of insight into that or how, how do you approach that aspect of CE5 when you're working with other people? When I do a skywatch, I talk, I talk a lot about this, uh, the inner dimensions, the, the inner self, self exploration and the, the ETs, the, show up into dimension usually because to show up physically actually requires um, a lot of safety for them so it's more safe to show up interdimensionally and and that we're all connected as one consciousness and we and them and the fish in the ocean we're all divine beings all, all creatures you know all sentient beings are well, everything really, also beyond sentient beings, everything is just one consciousness. Mm. Everything is based on primordial essence or the primordial fabric of 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 consciousness, of source, of the absolute. Mm. So I think it's also important not to, you know, of, of course then we should respect them as we would with every being, but it's also important not to fall, you know, with the nose in the sand and just worship them because they're not interested in that. And mm. and we we are not so far below that we sh we need to do that but that obviously there's a reverence and it is a very beautiful encounter and they can show up also at home like when I do C5 at home you know I have them here interdimensionally and I see orbs it's funny yeah they can they can show up um indoors and in in your house and stuff and this is something that I think a lot of people aren't expecting when they first come into this or they're thinking oh yeah we're gonna go on a sky watch right or we're gonna look at oh. see UFOs um, but that, there's a whole other aspect to, to contact, isn't there, where they can um, 
show up and and if you you can train your vision and um, some people i mean they'll like hear them more or you know like everybody's different in how they might experience or how the ets might interact um but exactly the, the, the more people are in tune with their psychic senses obviously the more they can perceive of of the interdimensional beings and of course there are many people on earth who, who are not very in tune with their psychic senses and as a skywards they you know they need something that's a bit more tangible and that's where mm. all the equipment is really good you know you can see the different reactions in the equipment. You can see them in the sky. So, yeah. And that's something where like um, the ETs can show themselves physically or they can interact with equipment or, or objects or something in physical space. Um, like um, I, I've experienced that and have other people like where it's like, oh yeah, they're like physically here, um, even though you might not be able to see them or, um, or that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's, one thing that Dr. Greer talks a lot about is how um, they're ETs, but they're also interdimensional. So it's, and that's because of one, because of their advancement, like their evolution in consciousness. And then also because they have technology that can help them and assist and interface um, between different dimensions of, of reality and existence. So like from the most physical down to like the most non-physical, um, yeah, I think I think it's also important to point out that when when we go to sleep, we become inter, interdimensional, and mm, it's possible right. to get a visit from someone we know who is you know you know the person is sleeping, but but the person is there in astral. So we we also tune into our inter, interdimensional body uh, every time we go to sleep, and that's like third of our lives that we're more interdimensional active than the. Than, than physical. Well, we're always interdimensional active, but sort of more conscious interdimensional. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about specifically how we care for ourselves. And since you have a background in, in like self-care and self-healing, like how do you approach this or what tips do you give to people um, to prepare for, for this kind of contact or just to work on themselves in, in any way? What are your tips about around that, around self-care? I think the most important self-care area is emotions. Mm. Uh, healing, healing emotions. Always, like, give time to healing emotions. You know, it's good to meditate every day. Obviously, for some people, it's, it's too stressful. And I think it's important not to force oneself to meditate. <laughs> it has to come naturally. Mm. But, oh, like, every day at some point, I tune into one's emotion. How am I feeling? Do some journaling and so processes and and. Go see a healer. Go see a, a bodywork therapist. So I would say emotional healing as the first priority. And then the nutrition part. I'm not hell-bent on being like a super healthy. People would maybe think that, but I, I think it's more important to honor the vibration, the current vibration of the body, because the body always... like there's a, If people feel... They want to go on a binge with junk food. I don't think that you blame themselves. What is causing it is emotions and energies. So instead of instead of blaming oneself, oh, I want a burger, but then I'll force myself to eat a salad. I think that's actually a violation to the body's vibration. If you feel like eating a burger, go do that. But maybe, or instead of, uh, then do, do self-healing, seeing why is my vibration so low that I would want sort of more denser type of food so it's about honoring the body's vibrations and one's emotions um and i think just to to continue the conversation around healing um 
whatever we do when we're working on ourselves also has an effect going outward um, to other people and, and our vibration kind of affects other people's vibrations and um, our consciousness. Um, like you said, it's a, it's a singularity. Um, we're all part of one consciousness. Um, one thing that struck me a lot in CE5 is how, um, how palpable it is when we're in a circle together and we're, when we're yeah. meditating in a group that we, it feels like, yeah, we're actually doing really powerful healing work, not just for ourselves, but for the earth, for everybody who's on the earth now. And even um, beyond time as well, going back and like healing the like humanity's past and also humanity's future, just putting light in all these different places. Um, have you experienced that as well? I definitely feel that um, the gravity of the healing when, when we do, when we do the group meditation as as we are out there or when we sit, when we sit together and the, the way it is just a catalyst for um, I want to use the word explosive but that's maybe, maybe it feels like explosive healing mm. <laughs> yeah it's like powerful. very intense, very powerful I think that's yeah. where I'm going yeah very powerful healing that just bulldoze and neutralize it just comes in in this beautiful wave and just balance all the energies it comes in touch with yeah especially when when you do the exercise of of the light going down to the earth and going up into the universe and spreading out and really also connects to you know, other planets and other other mm -hmm. galaxies and then consciousness is in it as well and the ets are there and it's it's a big fest really mm. And yeah, that it's, it reminds me of like, this is all, it's stuff that's very familiar, I think, to shamanic cultures and, and um, native peoples all around the world, um, where it's, you have this kind of expansive view of a worldview where we're just kind of a part of one big living being. Um, I think, um, yeah, that's, that's something to me that I think people are like, I think it, it can be easy to, to like discount CE5 is like, oh, you're just going out and meditating. You're not actually do, making a difference or something like that, making a difference in the world. Um, you're just uh, going out there. But there is like, I mean, and, and there's science now backing that up about how um, consciousness is, has, is non-local and, uh, and our intention has a non-local effect. Um, and there's something Dr. Rear talks about, the 1% effect that were um if one percent of a group of people um are in a higher state of consciousness and and putting that intention out for universal peace and love um it can completely shift the consciousness of everybody else um in the world so that's why i i like to think of ce5 as a really powerful form of activism um oh. it's not passive um and it's not um um like all woo woo or um Kumbaya. I mean, there is, you know, it's, it's sure, Kumbaya sure. is a wonderful it's, song, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's activism for for unity, really, for for consciousness, unity. Let's expand both both on a human level, of course, but those expand beyond human consciousness. And the one the thing with the one percent. So last year, I think it was springtime. So I I was sitting in meditation, like in tune with my spirit guides, and Dr. Greer's movie had come out. Uh, uh, Close Encounter of the Fifth Kind, where he advocates for we should reach 1% one, 1 of the global population. That's what the 100 monkey effect. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, I sat in meditation and asked the spirit guys, like, how can I reach 1% uh, 
of of my own nation of Denmark, like how one percent of the people in Denmark. And they didn't really show me anything, but I said, okay, just bring what if what you feel is 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 the most useful. I want to reach minimum one percent, uh, preferably as many as possible. I will be receptive to whatever you bring. And I just send it out to the universe and let it go. A few months later, I open my computer and there's an email from a Danish TV station, uh, the national Danish TV station called DR, Denmark's radio, but radio and TV, and it's equivalent to the BBC in, in England. And I nearly choked on my coffee. I'm like, oh, excuse me, what? <laughs> so they said, hi, Linda, we've noticed you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, email from DR. It's like... <laughs> Like any other day, <laughs> they said we noticed we noticed your your C five work. They read up upon Stephen Greer and Serious Disclosure and all these things. And, and if they if I would let them come and film a, a Skywatch, I'm like sure, be my guest. So uh, first we had a meeting at DR headquarters about it with the producer. And so and then me and the journalist and the camera guy. So we went and, and did a Skywatch and had lots of cool equipment with us. Mm. And we did film some cool stuff. But I haven't seen the editing yet. And so this was in September and I knew it would take a few months. And then we had the whole second wave of lockdown. And I'm sure at DR, you know, I, I have a gut feeling that it's maybe like it's been halted because there's maybe other programs that are more important than UFO contact. But uh, it, it will be broadcasted at some point. I'm very much looking forward to that. And it's absolutely Groundbreaking, to my knowledge, maybe it has been other players. Obviously, it's not the first time uh, a mainstream media has made programs about UFOs, but this is UFO contact. That makes a difference. Mm. Uh, yeah, so let's see where it goes. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, yeah, to have, have that connection on, on national television. And it seems like uh, it's connected to that seed that you planted um in that meditation exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> just that you could reach 20 percent of denmark it's just it's very subtle but um, yeah mm. very subtle very so both specific and generous and minimum one percent as many as possible i'll be receptive to whatever way you would like to go to your spirit guides interdimensional mm. entities um so yeah so i mean obviously mainstream media they have you know before been interviews with people who, who claim to, who has seen UFOs and, you know, ET connection. But this is C5 specifically and it's serious disclosure. And to, to my knowledge, there haven't been like a mainstream coverage of it yet. I don't know any better. Maybe, maybe there have. But uh, I think at least it's groundbreaking breaking in Denmark. And I remember coming home from that evening, just sitting in my sofa, having a cup of tea. As you know, after you've been out, you know, it's sort of maybe a bit chilly. It's nice with a cup of tea. And I was sitting there all quiet and thinking, this is world history. Well, this is Danish history. <laughs> it's groundbreaking. Mm. And we, got, we just did that. I was like, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I thought, wow. And then I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really, it's groundbreaking. <laughs> Whenever we do CE5, I think um, anywhere in the world, um, it's like we're we're doing something that's like breaking ground for for people to continue doing this for hundreds and thousands of years going forward um, and and making those connections and um, I, that's that's really exciting that you got to have that experience and that it's gonna and it's gonna happen and it's gonna be on TV and um, I would be really interested in hearing. I'm sure the listeners also um, and watchers um, 
about any major experiences that you've had in our significant experiences in CE5 or, um, or specifically what you've done um, in the CE5 group there in Copenhagen? Yes. So these 20 plus uh, skywatches, we have, we've seen mo most of the times we've been out. We've, we've seen something and we sense something. I think maybe two or three times we didn't really feel anything. Maybe the vibe, the vibe wasn't really for it. Um, was, when was this? Maybe summer 2019. We were, we, how many were, I think we were seven people and there were some some friends of mine, they had some shamanic drums and drums and dudes were playing the music. And we were sitting there doing the meditation. And then as we look up, I think four out of seven saw it. I'm just so sad for the three ones who unfortunately had their back to, towards that direction. But the four of us saw this big orb that was um, whitish yellow suddenly coming in and just like in an upward trajectory, just like poof. And it was so close. It was in bird heights. Yeah, it was like so, so it was like less than 100 meters, maybe 50 Yeah, it's the closest thing I've ever come to an interdimensional spacecraft in so like, you know, we were just, we were, I, I was, yeah, I, I'll never forget it. It, it was just all oh my hair standing up uh, just by thinking about it. And I tuned, I tuned into it and got this psychic image of three little greys sort of sort of eh, looking looking at me or sort of looking our direction and they were just very joyful and saying like hi in a sort of flyby. <laughs> cool. Um, I feel a little bit inspired to share an experience I had there just outside of Copenhagen in Denmark um, on this really cool spot. We were up on top of this hill um, at the beginning of the meditation. It was me and two other guys meditating and um, one of the people who was there wasn't really, I don't know, he was a little bit concerned and kind of, a little, I think, a little bit steeped in a lot of conspiracy theory stuff and was like, oh, how do we know we're going to get the good guys and not the bad guys and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, no. Like, uh, oh. I was like, oh, well, we we, we started the expedition. We're going to do this now. We're gonna, you know, we're, you know, and um, so we were out there and we were meditating and um, partway through it started to kind of rain lightly. So we went and continued to meditate in the car while we were reaching out in consciousness and doing coherent thought sequencing. And um, I, I remember sitting there in the car and feeling like I had a lock on in, in, in my consciousness with um, a craft and with some beings that I felt I had connected with before actually, and they had shown up. Um, it was, it was really cloudy, so we couldn't see them physically, but uh, I was sensing this craft above the clouds and um, I got this sense that uh, they were smiling. I could see like, it was just like oh. this big smile. And uh, there, I think it was, um, I don't know if it was two or three beings on the craft that I was sensing, but I, I remember there's just the smiling thing. And um, so before I mentioned exactly what I, I said that I had connected to this craft and I was seeing, I asked if they had sensed anything as well um, or from what I was connecting to, or um, if, they, if they were sensing anything. And uh, my friend, who was in the car with me, he said, oh yeah, I'm getting this like really kind of joyful, happy feeling. Mm. And I was like, oh great. Cause that's, I just, I'm, I, I have this image in my mind of this smiling. And um, anyway, and then it, it stopped raining a little after that. And we went outside and we're kind of just enjoying 
the misty evening. And um, my friend went away to go for a little walk to empty his bladder. And then I was standing with this other guy who was more kind of um, the conspiracy minded kind of fearful um, in this kind of fearful headspace. And he was like, oh, I'm kind of bummed. We didn't get to see anything or something like that. And um, and then like right around him, I, um, this sound came out. It was this high-pitched tone that I'd heard on a previous expedition or very similar to what I'd heard on a previous expedition. It was like this electronic sounding high-pitched tone. And it was coming, it was like all around him. I could hear it really clearly with my ears. Um, and he couldn't hear it at all. <laughs> it, was just, it was so funny because it was like, it was because like, yeah, it was like, he was kind of closed-minded about things. And I was laughing. I was like, I'm hearing, you can't hear that? And he was like, no, I don't hear anything. What are you talking about? And I was like, oh my gosh, like they're here. Like, like physically, like the, the, like audibly they were there. And, and, and I knew that they were speaking to me, um, in a way that I would recognize because I'd heard that before I'd heard that sound before oh. and we didn't have any electronics on, um, this was like super high pitched and it was like just kind of floating in the air. Um, so I thought that was like a really interesting thing. Like they will, like whatever, like your level of consciousness, they will respond to it or not respond if your level of consciousness is not up for it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually know an, an interesting thing about uh, a level of consciousness or level of fear, uh, yeah. openness and, you know, also fear. So, you know, it's, it's, the, it's obviously it's one level of fear. So the, the higher amount of fear, the, you know, the more difficult it is to perceive them, but also the more mm, they won't come as close to that person. And so have a, as low a level of fear as possible so they can come close and also be open-minded and be more receptive to it. Yeah. So it's, it's all about working through one's fear and separate the conspiracy theory and the paranoia uh, which is fuel from old traumas and and maybe also just not not knowing enough of how the world goes around and then maybe knowing a lot of how the world goes around but not being able to to separate that knowledge from one's own fear and i normally say yeah we've been surveilled and i'm i'm sure Huawei off to chat with whoever is tapping into my phone whatever here on zoom but it doesn't change my daily living like I lived in the same way as I did before I gained this knowledge I'm like so what you know so um, yeah so the whole conspiracy thing so in C5 Copenhagen uh, it is stated in the articles of association like we do not engage in conspiracy theories because we want to separate you know reality from the madness and Dr. Greer he has over many decades uh, gathered a lot of uh, hands-on data. He has met with many people, um, officials, uh, and so he, he's really in the knowing. And that's based in reality. And that is something else than the people who just watch too many YouTube videos and they talk to their friends who also watch YouTube videos. And then their fear, so conf they confirm each other. Uh, and I think that's sort of paranoid madness. And so, and, and this is what is available to most people. Very few people have the opportunity to gain proper first-hand insight as Dr. Greer and, you know, other people on the planet. But for the majority, they only have, you know, the media to, to sort of get, gain the knowledge from. And so in C5 Copenhagen, like conspiracy theories, it's like, it's a, it's a conspiracy-free UFO and ET contact group. And 
if the listeners and the viewers, if they're down with that, you're more than welcome. And it's all about self-healing and expanding one's consciousness and embracing the ETs as our fellow beings in this universe. And also, like, also because it, you know, as it expands, it lifts, it lifts the C five movement from the sort of underground, uh, quirky little niche, niche mm. thing, into a more main on a more mainstream level. And that's also, you know, connecting with you know one percent of the world population, or or, or introducing them, you know, one percent of the world population. So it, it, my idea is that to see it become, you know. An option for social gathering is like, mm. oh, want to do a barbecue? Yeah, we could also do a C5. Yeah, let's combine it. Wonderful. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> so it's going to be a thing that, you know, that everybody, you know, is aware of they can do. And mm. it, it will lead humanity into so the next step, next level of consciousness, which is more unity, more embracing. And, I've, I've, you know, we have all these sort of... Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, sendings to Mars, and you know, just like there's a lot of activity going on in space. And I think at some point, you know, what they find out there and what is going on consciously on on Earth, you know, it it will align to a degree where people go, yeah, UFOs are real, ETs are real, and yes, they're here, and yes, we can connect with them, and yes, we're multidimensional beings. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the CE5 podcast. I'm Andre Cardoso, and this show is a labor of love for me as I work to help provide high-quality resources for people interested in being an integral part of the global CE5 initiative. For more episodes and resources to help you along your own journey, check out the links in the show notes and head to ce5podcast.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace and love.